Are you looking to take the next step in your leadership journey? The Small Giants Leadership Academy is now enrolling the next class. Launching October 2021, this one-year program brings emerging talent together to grow their skills as purpose-driven leaders. Academy graduate Tori Carter-Conine said, The Leadership Academy showed me practical ways to weave our values into our everyday work. Living our values led to a stronger culture, which led to more efficient and effective outcomes. For Katie Spica, these lessons carry over immediately into her working life. She shared, I hold a monthly training session that passes along what I'm learning to the rest of the group, from emotional intelligence to visioning and more. Personally, I'm growing so much from this program, and I'm being intentional about adopting the traits of an inspiring leader. Does this sound like the right pathway for you or a rising star on your team? Visit www.smallgiants.org to learn more. Welcome to the Growing with Purpose podcast. I'm Paul Spiegelman, and we're going behind the scenes with very special leaders, learning about what shaped them into who they are in business and in life. Today, I'm excited because I have two guests, both of whom are graduates of the Small Giants Leadership Academy. Sabrina White is the head of people and customer experience at Textamall, a mass messaging service that helps organizations deliver important messages to their group. And Leslie Dement is the managing director of Tailwind, a growth marketing firm. Welcome, Sabrina and Leslie. Thanks, Paul. Great it's to be so here. It's so great to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Sabrina, I want to start with you. Uh, sure. Let's talk a little bit about your role and, and text them all overall, uh, maybe the size and scope of the company, what you guys do. Yeah, well, you kind of summed it up really nicely for me at the beginning there. Um, text them all is a mass messaging company that helps organizations send important text or voice messages to their groups. And I always have to preface this as I say that, that we are not in the business of sending crappy spam messages. Quite conversely, we send messages that people want and need to receive. A lot of times those could be staffing messages from employers, uh, emergency messages with critical changes and updates with the year that we had last year. I am sure you can imagine how that has played into um, the communication needs for businesses. Um, in terms of size, we started in 2005, but uh, we were founded by Brad and High, Brad Herman and High Wynn, both of whom are still active in the organization. Um, and since then, we've grown to just over 35 employees, I want to say we have now. We're located here in Frisco, Texas, but we really help organizations all over the U.S. So we're, um, we're in the U.S. and Canada, uh, actually. Um, yeah, I was going to say about your role, because you've got this great title, People and Customer Experience. Tell <laughs> us what that involves. Yeah, that's, uh, it's an evolving role to be honest. Um, and, and probably one of the things that I was going to talk about later in terms of uh, outcomes of the Small Giants Leadership Academy, but it has, I started in the customer experience side and I've been helping our team to really create an end-to-end -end experience with our customers that reflects our purpose, which is to be a positive impact to everyone around us and also to be a joy to do business with. We, we have really great relationships with customers. And as we've grown to, you know, well over 15,000 active clients, we've maintained that, which is, is really great. 
Um, but we've kind of evolved as an organization. We've been growing over the last 15 years. And in fact, in 2020, we hired 10 people. So we've really started trying to pay attention to the employee experience and making that as fulfilling and enjoyable as we have with our customers. So the head of people side is eventually going to allow me to do my best to create an amazing experience from the moment somebody applies to work with us all the way until, you know, sadly, if our paths were to, to split and they were to go elsewhere to making sure that entire journey is, is good. But it's an evolving role. I'm, I'm still doing the other one. So I blend them <laughs> as of now, Paul, and they're kind of muddy. But that's the, the summary of, of what I do here. So would the, the people role be distinct from a more traditional HR role and be more focused on culture? No, I think it would, it would be both. It would um, be the recruiting, hiring, general needs of the HR position, things like making sure we actually have someone who handles benefits right now, but some of the other uh, responsibilities of a traditional HR role. But because of who we are and, and how important culture is, it'll be largely around that as well. And things like that I've already done, um, like helping the organization roll out recognition programs, making sure that we, as we grow, are having um, interactions with one another. Uh, we're following our formula, which is kind of our, our um, guideline for how we work together, how we maintain being a high-functioning team, really driving home those pillars and those tools in the organization. So you've obviously been given a lot of responsibility by Brad and High, increasing responsibility over the years, certainly that we've known you. Uh, if I take you back to maybe early, uh, earlier times in your life, um, either as a child, influences from your parents, early jobs, where do you think this leadership capability came from? I think it's both parents and jobs. So in terms of my parents, um, both of them were really, really strong influences on me from a work ethic perspective. They both worked full time um, at corporate jobs. In fact, both of them worked at IBM for most of my upbringing. And we, they had three children. Uh, I have two brothers. Um, and watching them balance you know, their careers and working hard, making sacrifices, prioritizing you know, in the right places, and doing really well professionally while never sacrificing, uh, creating a loving and um, uh, rewarding home life was huge for me. It, it taught me a ton, especially now that I have my own daughter who just turned one. So that was a really strong influence. But then on the work side, I actually worked all the way through school, uh, both high school and college. I was in a supervisor role in high school. And then when I went to college, I also added leading organizations that I was a part of. So I got a chance to make a lot of small mistakes early. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and I, I got a, a, a chance to learn some of those lessons potentially earlier than some other, other people would have. So when I got to a place in my career now that I'm charged with leading, it's not that I um, don't continue to make mistakes, but I've just had some practice making some earlier ones. So I'm making new ones now <laughs> and um, trying my best to not, you know, replicate those early ones. Just a little bit more practice, I think. There's always new mistakes to be made. Oh, yeah. Leslie, how about you? Talk a little bit more about Tailwind and, and your role. Yeah, absolutely. So Tailwind is a performance marketing agency. Um, and basically what that means is brands hire us to drive um, revenue and profits for their organization. So 
we do digital advertising and we don't just talk about driving clicks or impressions, but meaningful results and healthy margins for organizations. We have a parent company called Audacious Studios and underneath Audacious, there are three brands. So Tailwind is one of those. And then I have two sister agencies and collectively we have about 60 people and there are 15 on Tailwind. And we, um, we're all located in Tempe, Arizona, but over the pandemic, we have decided to become a work from anywhere workforce. So we're toying with the idea of hiring outside of the market and you know how that might work as we bring people into the organization. And my particular role, um, I'm the managing director. And so that means that I'm ultimately responsible for the health and growth of the organization. So happy people, happy clients, profitability, and, and innovation are really the core things that I focus on. Well, that's a lot. Right. How do you, <laughs> how, do you how, how do you manage to do all of that and, uh, and then drive the organization? And again, you're part, I know you also are part, uh, you're one of several organizations within this larger company. So what kind of dynamic does that create for you or additional pressure? Yeah, I mean, I thankfully I do have those relationships with our sister agencies because we have um, shared processes and things that we can leverage with one another. Um, our audacious studios um, is where we have our accounting and legal and HR, and so I do get a lot of help from that, and then a lot of support from our co-founders in focusing on all of the right things. It's it's challenging. There's a lot. Um, that I have to be responsible for. Um, but it has also really forced me to look at emerging leaders and how I can train up and to develop that that next bench. Um, the dynamic has changed over the years. We started in 1999 as one agency. So it, we were full service advertising agency and we identified that um, where the market was going as brands were looking more for specialized boutique agencies that um, could better suit their needs. So it's, it's actually quite hard to do everything and be best in class. So we really only focus on performance marketing. And I can say that we truly are best in class. So there are times where we may compete with our sister agencies, but we do try to instill a collaboration between all of us as much as possible. Um, so there's always an interesting dynamic at play, but at the end of the day, I'm grateful to have um, those people that I can bounce ideas off. And a lot of the leaders we've been together for, I've been there for a decade. So we've been together and have seen a lot with one another, which has been really a unique experience. Yeah, a lot of uh, heads around the table sharing ideas. What about what about your early influences? What do you think drove some of uh, your leadership potential? It's really funny that Sabrina mentioned her parents because <laughs> that those were those were my influences. Um, my dad owned a welding supply business when I grew up, and although I didn't know it then, I witnessed him, you know, getting his hands dirty and you know, there was never any work that was above him, not even recognizing that he was an, the owner of the organization. And so that really has stuck with me. And the more that I've, you know, gotten into a leadership role, the more that I've recognized how he treated people as equals and that I was admired to be like that. Um, and my mom, she didn't work when I was a kid, but she started college when I was in kindergarten. Um, and she was in college all the way until I was a freshman in high school and finally graduated then. So, 
you know, she may not have led a team, but watching her drive and her discipline to finish while raising two crazy kids, just really admirable how she was able to balance that and keep both of those things that were very important to her um, going. And I, I mean, we had an amazing childhood and, and my, my parents are just such an influential aspect of it. And you don't always appreciate it when you're in that moment, but the older that I get and having two kids of my own, I'm just like, how the heck did they do that? I know we finally look back and are thankful at the time we kind of resent it. We resent them and are, <laughs> we're mad at them. And, and then we look back and go, wow, there was a reason that they were like that. Right. And I'm so grateful. It just takes a while. Um, I, and I, I'm hoping for that with my teenage kids that they'll come around to, to like us again um, yeah. in a while. Uh, that That's great to have that commonality amongst both of you about those early influences. Um, if I could ask each of you, Sabrina, starting with you, can you think of um, an unexpected learning that you had at some point from an unexpected source? I was thinking about, you know, um, maybe if I, it's not really unexpected source, it's my family. I feel like I learned so much from them, but I didn't in the moment really understand what I was learning. So it's, it's unexpected in that way. I remember the lessons now. I remember some of the experiences of observing how the family dynamic was able to, um, you know, work through challenges, you know, how we were able to have completely differing and passionate opinions and that led to compromise, how we were able to rally around um, each other in times of difficulty. And in the moment, I had no idea that I was observing lessons that would carry me through life. But now that I'm an adult and now that I'm leading teams, they very easily kind of carry over into um, the characteristics that make a high-functioning team. And it all makes sense now um, in hindsight. So I think those are the biggest things that I, I didn't expect or even recognize in the moment, but have really shaped the way that I lead teams. I think part of that is my mom, like her patience with me specifically um, and just, you know, me being passionate and stubborn and knowing what I wanted and kind of, you know, having this tunnel vision and her being able to work through that with me and teach me really coaching. Um, all of that has shown up now that I'm an adult and I'm professional uh, leading teams. And I really am thankful for my crazy family. Uh, that's very powerful uh, to have had that level of influence from the fa family dynamic. What about you, Leslie? You know, I, I've been on this self-discovery journey, which, by the way, nobody tells you that you're going to be doing that when you're young. Um, <laughs> but as going through going through that process, I've recognized when I was in high school as a junior, um, I expected that I would be voted the captain of our dance team by my team. Um, and that didn't happen. And I was devastated. But what it did is taught me a valuable lesson that I need to work hard for what I want. I'm not better than anyone that's around me and to really not take things for granted. And I certainly didn't realize what lesson that was teaching me at the time. But the older that I've gotten and the more that I've gone back and recognized these, these points in my life, I've realized how much of a foundation that has built and a, quite a humbling one um, that I reflect back onto quite often. Yeah, you learned how to, you've, you've got you to do it on your own. It doesn't come to you easily. You got to work hard for it. That's a, a great lesson mm -hmm. learned. At some point along the way, uh, we, we found you guys signed up for our initial 
Leadership Academy cohort, and I'm really interested in in how you learned about the academy, what brought you to uh, the desire to to learn more about how to be a values driven leader. Leslie, what what brought you to the Leadership Academy? Yeah, I I love this journey for myself. So I read Bo's book. Um, years ago. And he actually spoke at our conference called Bolo. I think it was probably seven or eight years ago. Um, and I re- revisited the book back in 2017 and just loved everything about it. And I happened upon the small giants community and the summit. And I was like, okay, I need to be a part of this. This is really cool. Um, and I reached out to Hemsa and learned more about the Academy because it was the first one that you had put together. I thought the think tank may, may be a good fit. Um, but the second that I understood what the curriculum was about, um, it was really at the right time of me starting that leadership journey. And so I signed up pretty quickly. And as you look back, uh, what are, what are some of the key takeaways? Yeah, um, there are so many, um, purpose and values. We had had values in our organization, Um, but they were haphazardly put together and I didn't really understand the driving force and the foundation that those would be for our organization. So that was a big one. We now, um, do values. Well, we did that as a group. Um, and then every individual does their own values. So when anybody starts within our organization, they go through a very similar exercise that we did with the, the Academy, um, and share that with the team, which has been incredible, Um, you know, another thing is performance and accountability. Um, there's a lot between keeping a job and not having a job. And so creating systems and processes in place to have more of those performance conversations and and being accountable. Um, and then I would say the last thing is my cohorts. Um, obviously Sabrina and I have created this fantastic relationship, but I have a sounding board. Um, and I know that I'm never alone when I have a challenge and I have a group of people that are in very similar situations that I can go to whenever I need something. Yeah. I, as I look back and hear from people, uh, really related to the whole community, that's just the number one thing we hear. There's so much to learn, of course, about systems and processes and how to do stuff. But but ultimately, it's just the relationships that you build, very close relationships with people that are going through the same thing that you're going through. And hopefully you create a few of those that are lifelong. So I, I'm really proud to hear that. Mm-hmm. Sabrina, how about you? What brought you to the uh, Leadership Academy, did Brad and Hi just force you to enroll? <laughs> they did not force me, um, <laughs> but they have obviously been a part of the community for quite a, a long time, and they had brought back so many insights that have helped shape our shape our culture and who we are as an organization. And it's interesting because I had some small interaction with the community myself. Uh, there was a summit that was in Dallas. I don't know if you remember the year, Paul. Um, I want to say it was like 2015 or or something, 16, maybe something like that. And I had a chance to volunteer and hear some of the the speakers and participate in in some of the conversations there just as a volunteer. And it was incredible. So years later, when I was presented with the opportunity to go through this program, I jumped at it. There was no begging (laughs) necessary. I I was definitely ready. Um, mostly because I wanted to experience for myself where this deep-rooted like focus on people and values came from and gain a better understanding so that I could um, better live in the organization. And that obviously happened. 
it's, it was an awesome experience. And I, I feel like we're all better for it. I actually went through it with another gentleman here in the organization, another emerging leader. So we had two people that went through the program and together we, we were able to bring back different things, different perspectives. Um, but I think they have helped us to grow for sure. When you think about the Leadership Academy, there's lots of places out there to learn about various aspects of leadership. One thing that I think that makes the Academy unique is that is the things we're not teaching. We're not delving into how to finance the business or read a spreadsheet or even how to build a marketing plan. It's very much about the relationships that you have and how to build those relationships inside and outside of your business. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sabrina, how have how have you learned from the exposure to those kinds of issues? Or were you surprised that that's really what the Academy was about? Um, I can't say that I was surprised because one of the things that Leslie and I have always agreed on is that it's very clear that the organization and uh, the program and this community is centered around people. So that was that was pretty obvious. One of the takeaways that I had in relation to what you just discussed, just like the, the idea of relationships and influencing the business, um, was actually around, I want to say her name was Anise Cavanaugh. She talked about how leaders show up, their energy and their presence, and just the reminder that the leader sets the tone for the organization. Top principles like active listening and, and just being intentional around making your team feel heard and being in the room, listening and paying attention, just small things like that that have nothing to do with balance sheets or, you know, like what you talked about, you know, finances. It's all around how to actually build better relationships with your team, how to create stronger teams, safe spaces for you guys to really work through challenges and what my role is in that. And that was a huge takeaway for me. Let's take a quick break. As a leader, I value responsiveness. In fact, it's one of the values of the small giants community. When it comes to email, crowded and disorganized inboxes can get in the way of being responsive to the people who matter most. I was so happy to learn that the team at Basecamp, a 2017 Forbes Small Giants Award winner, has transformed email with their new product called Hey. Hey gives you back control of your inbox with features you never knew you needed, but you won't want to live without. The first time you receive an email from someone, you get to decide exactly what to do with it. You can add it to your inbox full of all the important stuff, your feed for casual reads, or your paper trail for receipts and other transactions or you can decide not to receive emails from that person. There's a handy reply later feature, so you never miss getting back to someone, even if you can't tackle it right that second. Hey also makes it easy to edit email thread subject lines into something helpful so you don't have to sift through long message threads that have evolved light years away from the original subject. Hey blocks spyware, makes attachments easy to find, and lets you send large files. Visit hey.com now to start a 14-day trial. That's H-E-Y.com for a 14-day free trial. And now back to the podcast. Leslie, you said that you guys have developed a relationship, the two of you, and I'm just so touched by that. How how did that develop during the academy and and now uh, continues to, to grow outside of the learning program? Yeah, well, and it it does continue to evolve. So, you know, we didn't actually meet until we had been in the program for six months. And even just the first meeting of seeing Sabrina and her energy, I just was drawn to her. She just has something that you want to hang out with. And so when we 
met at the summit for the first time, we were just instant friends. I just remember <laughs> saying to myself, like, yeah, we're going to be friends forever. Um, we, we had so much fun together and then we became buddies. We got paired as a buddy and that was incredible because we, we help each other out with personal and work all the time. We're support for one another and we've kept those meetings. We meet on a monthly basis and we have not stopped since we were in the academy together. And, you know, I think the true testament is when we had our graduation in Atlanta, we met early. We were like, let's go beforehand and hang out and get some more time together. And I'm so mad at this pandemic for keeping us away from each other, being <laughs> Phoenix and Dallas, but that's on our list to, to hang out with each other and to, you know, share more about what's going on in our lives. I just, I, I love the friendship that I have built with you, Sabrina, and I could go on and on. Oh, me too. It's been amazing. Uh, I think the only thing I'd add, if, I, if I'm able, Paul, is that I think in addition to a friendship, I feel like Leslie's become a, a bit of a mentor to me. Um, we're in different places and in different industries, but she has been invaluable in helping me work through certain challenges and just being able to talk through how I'm going to approach a situation, how I can properly communicate it in the best way. And having that sounding board she mentioned earlier it goes a long way. Um, and, and having that friend or that support system is really powerful. So I think we both owe you a huge thank you for that. Yep, for connecting we us, do. Um, and allowing us to uh, have the opportunity to, to have this, which I don't know what I'd be doing <laughs> if I didn't have Leslie, especially through last year. Well, you, you also had Leslie, uh, I think, help you at times because, like you said, you're a new mom. And, mm-hmm. and through our Zoom meetings, we've had the opportunity to see your beautiful daughter. And like you said, she's just turned one. Um, how has it been to have somebody like Leslie, who's got a couple of boys running around, keeping her busy, help you from a, even a mentor or standpoint as a mom? Oh, wow. That's a really great topic. I could probably spend a lot of time on. It, it was really um, if I, even from a practical standpoint, Paul, like just talking about maternity leave. So one interesting little tidbit is that uh, Textamall is fully in support of me being a mom and wanted to support me in however uh, best that needed to be. But I was the first female to be pregnant in our history. So their desire to support me was there, but they also gave me the freedom to figure out what that looked like. And as a new mom, I had no idea what that looked like. So obviously Leslie was my first call. And as a, as a woman who's been in, you know, um, been, you know, had two children and maintained her career, she helped me figure out the logistics of how this looks. Like, how do you plan a maternity leave? Even after figuring out how much time is appropriate, communicating that within the organization. Now it's like, how do I prepare my team for my absence? Because she was telling me, you know, you're going to be focused on your child. It's going to be a very different dynamic and helping to set the stage for the emotional um, not only just the, the practical uh, impact of, of me going through that experience, I don't think we would have been nearly as successful if I would have had to figure it out on my own. We would have made it work. My team is awesome. They certainly would have been just fine. But being able to prepare in advance because of her wisdom and experience was great. And it was amazing to watch you through all of this. I mean, you're you're a year into it now and just the transformation that you've had and how you've been able to weather the storm amidst the chaos that's going out in the world. It's just been really 
a pleasure for me to to watch you and I've learned so much from you too. Oh. <laughs> well, and uh, let me jump in on this uh, love fest because I give you guys a <laughs> tremendous amount of credit. Uh, my wife's uh, been a stay-at-home mom and since our kids were born and, and, and I look at that as the hardest job in the world. And then I look at what you guys have done to be able to raise children and not just go to work at a job, but to be leaders and effective leaders and growing and challenging leaders and continuing to move up in, in your company leadership roles. Uh, how, how do you do that? I mean, and, and what kind of challenges does that create either, either one of you? Hmm, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's always a challenge, but I think at the end of the day, there needs to be alignment with the organization and what's important. And I am very grateful to work for an organization that values family. And I don't have to make those compromises. I don't have to put work first in a lot of instances. It, I really can take care of my family. And, and without that support, I, I don't think I would have had success. And, um, at the end of the day, managing a team is just like being a parent. So you're just getting practice <laughs> by having kids. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, it really is about that support system, the support system outside of the organization too. And knowing that, you know, you're not alone. There are other women that are doing this and we, we build each other up and, and help each other figure out a way to make it work. Yeah. I think that's a hundred percent true. And I'm the same way. i Texamol is extremely supportive of family. Um, and in fact, every year we have our Christmas kind of annual party and Brad always makes it a point to thank the spouses and family members in the room for what they do to empower us to, to be successful because it's really a, a whole unit. But um, it really gave some, um, what's the word? It helped me a lot. Like it was very timely for me to go through this experience right now because when we were forced to go remote due to COVID, we had mothers on the team who had brand new challenges of balancing being a mom, being a teacher, and being a professional. And I don't think if I wasn't in a similar situation, I would have been able to as easily understand. I certainly could have been compassionate to it. But that the level of understanding that I had in being in a similar position, having a newborn, coming back from maternity leave, being at home and trying to balance you know, leading my team again was so difficult. And Leslie reminds me all the time, Sabrina, there's not a roadmap for this. Like we're all figuring it out as we go was, was really impactful. And I think that I was able to be more supportive and really set my team up for success during the, the transition to working from home because of this, you know, uh, my own personal experience as a mother. So I can already see that it's changed the way that I look at um, my team members and their personal lives and the situations that they're having to deal with alongside work in a way that I, I couldn't have done before. You know, I've witnessed both of you really step up during COVID to be sensitive to the needs of your team first while managing what's going on with your families at home and the challenges and the choices that you had to make. And you've both done a wonderful job. You participate in a virtual group. Uh, all of uh, those that graduated in your cohort wanted to continue to stay in touch. And so uh, we get the chance every month to, to see your smiling faces and hear stories. And one of the things that we do is we 
focus on what we call a think tank or real-time problems that are going on. And, and I think both of you have had the opportunity to bring issues to the group to say, hey, I, I need your help. Um, either of you want to share a story of maybe uh, a challenge that you was able, you were able to bring to the group and how the, the group think helped you in that situation? I can, I can start a little bit more broad, but, you know, I came to the group with what I thought was my challenge and the questions that I got in return and, and, you know, the feedback was, is that really your true challenge? And I think that's really the, the value is we were in this leadership program for a year. We're in year two of this cohort and we have a safe space that we can be honest with one another. And I've experienced that happen with almost every think tank that we have as somebody comes with one challenge and there's some honest questions that they have for the individual. Is this really what's going on here? What is the core of that? And what's that at the, the crux? And so that, that safe space is what is so important. And I don't think that would have existed had we not gone through what we did together and continue to show up for one another in a really authentic and genuine way where we're, you know, we know that we have each other's best interests at heart and we can, we're ready to hear, you know, things that are hard to hear and we need it. Yeah, uh, you're so right. Not, not only are you guys vulnerable when you enter that space and talk about it, but isn't it interesting that pretty much every time the issue is different than the issue that was brought? So I mean, every time I mean, we should yeah. start documenting that. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's 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 an article or book in there in there somewhere um, for for each of you. You're still growing, of course, as leaders and uh, are humbled by the challenges that that uh, you come across all the time. But if you think of one area that you still want to improve on as a leader, what might that be? Sabrina, start with you. Sure, I think for me, it's in communication. You know, I had a moment where I made the foolish thought that I might be good at communication. I, I just had this <laughs> thought in my head that maybe I was good at that. And I'm realizing that it, it's a never ending you know, uh, thing for leaders to communicate. And it's so, so important. And not only what you communicate, the frequency of, of how often you communicate that, how you communicate that, how much you communicate. It's just a, to me, it's a never ending thing. And maybe it's more um, top of mind for me because of the type of organization that we have. We're very um, transparent. One of our values is authenticity. Um, and we just, there's really no nothing hidden. Everything is open. And um, with that, I invite my team to ask me questions and to challenge me and to give me feedback. And I actually had a team member who recently gave me feedback um, and wanted more communication, wanted more transparency. Um, and that was tough because I know that it's an area that I still struggle in, remembering who I've talked to and who I haven't, what to share, what not to share, and making sure that we're aligned and what we're doing and moving in the right direction is so key and hundred percent on me. So I think that's the area where I'm still um, needing to grow and we'll continue to probably have to um, practice. In the moment, how did you react to that team member? I was so gracious to her. I mean, she's one of my, my senior team members and she's one of the people that I count on to give me honest feedback. And if she hadn't have said something, I don't, know that I would have had the reminder of making this a priority. You know, I, I probably would have gone on thinking I was doing a good job here. So I was extremely grateful and appreciative that she felt comfortable enough to share it. 
Um, and hopefully I'm responding in a way that helps her to feel confident continuing to, to do that for other things in the future. Well, that's the beauty of all of this. That's the biggest learning for you is just how you responded, that you listened and heard her. And of course you'll react because you're sensitive to it and you wanna become a better leader. So great, great job. How about you, Leslie? If I'm being honest with myself, um, I think it's accountability. Um, I, I think I, I take on a lot. I, you know, have a big sense of obligation to my team and, um, I don't always follow through on the things that I, you know, I need to deliver to my team. And it also lends itself into, you know, I don't think that I'm showing up in a way that they feel comfortable enough to keep me accountable because it's a two way street. Um, and I think that's really something that has surfaced for me that I need to work on and to create more of a, a space for my team to be able to hold me accountable as well. Cause I, I need that just as much as they need me to hold them accountable. Yeah. Good for you. Uh, that's hard. You guys are awesome. I mean, you're just willing to admit, admit those things, those areas you still need to grow. And, uh, uh, it's just, it's, and I know you pretty well after these years. So it's just such a pleasure to watch the growth and uh, the, the vulnerability there. Um, that's just, that's just awesome. Um, well, thank you for creating a thanks, space Paul. for us to yeah. do that. I mean, part of that is just probably our comfort with you. <laughs> you yeah. Know, asking questions, you're just getting the top of mind, honest answer, but that's because of the space that you've created and that we've been able to take advantage of for years. So huge thank you to you uh, for doing oh, that. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. Um, all right, so now just picture you're talking to a, a younger leader, somebody that's uh, growing up in business. Could be another woman in business, doesn't have to be, but just a younger leader. Based on the experience that you have, what's just a piece of advice you might give to those younger leaders, uh, Sabrina? Um, I would tell them to look for the lesson in everything. Uh, I think what I've learned is that some experiences are going to teach me what things to emulate and are going to show an example of the type of leader I want to be. And other experiences warn me of what to avoid. And there is a lesson in both. I think you should um, just be, be looking out for which one it is, be able to decipher between the two and being able to take in that lesson and apply it. Um, but there's opportunity to learn really in every situation that I feel like I go through. And if I would have learned that earlier on, I might've been paying more attention. You know, in the, I told you about my family earlier um, in this conversation, in the moment, I had no idea of all of the gold nuggets that I was being taught, all of the wisdom in the room around me. But I would tell a young person, just there is wisdom and there's lessons in everything. So just pay attention. I'd have my son listen to that part of this podcast. Thank you. Um, uh, Leslie, how about you? What kind of advice would you give? There are really two things that come up for me. And the first is, you know, being open to possibilities. I heard uh, several years ago, try it on like a t-shirt. Um, there's no risk in trying something on and just being open to what you may discover. And then I, the second thing is you have to be honest with yourself. If you're not doing that, you're really not going to be able to grow and to be vulnerable and to make the changes that need to happen. And so I think that's the, the first place that you really need to start. 
That's so true. And and just like you said earlier, it was interesting how you said, if I'm honest with myself, you're not saying if yeah. I'm honest with you, it starts with yourself. And, and that's just uh, so powerful. Just wonderful uh, lessons here from both of you and continued growth, uh, of course, happening. I want to end with these uh, five quick hit questions that you both can uh, react to just to, like the association game, just name the first thing that comes to your mind. Um, so, uh, all right, we'll go, uh, Leslie, then Sabrina, name a leader you look up to. Herb Kelleher from Southwest. Great one. Sabrina. This is, this is going to sound like I'm being a brown noser, but Brad Furman <laughs> from Textable. Aw, love it. He, he's all right. Um, <laughs> all right. How about a, a great book that influenced your leadership style, Leslie? Oh, there's so many. I think... The top one that I always go back to is The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. Oh, yeah. Good one. Sabrina. I'd say either The Coaching Habit by Michael Stanier or Radical Candor by Kim Scott. Mm. Oh, okay. Excellent. How about all-time favorite movie, Leslie? Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I would love <laughs> to have a day like that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good one. Sabrina. I don't have a favorite movie. My my dad is a huge movie buff, so I grew up watching a lot of movies. I do have a favorite genre, which is 90s action movies, which is kind of funny. <laughs> um, but that's the closest I have to a favorite. Okay, that's good. Genre. Um, favorite TV series to binge watch, Leslie? Okay, I can't pick just one. So the classic Friends, I grew up in the 90s, very important to me. And then I'm on round three of Schitt's Creek. Oh, really? Love okay. it. Yeah, that's that's really good. Took me a little while to get into it, but that's a really good one. How about you, Sabrina? I am a Shonda Rhimes fan, and I have watched both Scandal and Grey's Anatomy, the longest two running TV shows I feel like are on the planet, multiple times. You could have, uh, that'll kept, keep you busy during the pandemic is just watching those two shows. Exactly. Um, <laughs> all right. And finally, what's something about you that many people don't know, Leslie? I am an international dodgeball champion. What? Did it here first. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you true? anymore. <laughs> okay, oh well, I was God. on a cruise ship and there was like 10 teams, but yes, we were in international <laughs> waters. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, that's that's so fun. That's uh, awesome. Sabrina, yeah. Um, I love cooking and um, my childhood dream was to be a chef. In fact, I have a degree in hospitality management. And just knew I'd be working in the hotel and restaurant industry, which I did for a little while, but not anymore. Wow. That's, That's really awesome. I didn't know too. that was your degree. Yeah. Hey, it's I, not I don't live that <laughs> I don't live uh, I don't live that far from you, Sabrina. So if there if you're ever inspired to, you know, bring out the tools, yeah. uh, you know, let me know. Um, I well, got you. Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, you guys are just inspiring to me. And and it's been, like I said, so fun to watch you grow. I want to share a couple of reflections and, uh, that I got out of it. And what's so interesting is that it's no surprise that you guys have become fast friends or long-term friends as a result of meeting um, during the Leadership Academy, uh, because a lot of your background is very similar, right? Just the uh, the work ethic that you learned from your parents and the the balancing of of, of work and, and home and realizing it's just life and 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 you you do what you got to do but you got to put your head down and work hard um, and uh, 
treating people well, just those people lessons early on, treating people equally, um, making those small mistakes early on and realize that you get back up and you're kind of, you're constantly learning. Um, how Sabrina, you learn from your family dynamic, um, still learn from the family dynamic outside of just your parents and you're able to bring that to work. Uh, bless you, your big lesson was really just that uh, uh, maybe overconfidence that you're gonna win that dance uh, team um, contest and said, oh, wow, just does, things don't always come easy. You got to work hard at this. Um, both of you uh, have really gotten a lot out of the Leadership Academy, but I think what you got most out of it was just the relationships that you have built, not just with each other, but others, the, the importance of uh, focusing the business on people and values. Um, and, and I think you're both very fortunate that you're part of organizations that are supportive of family, that are supportive of values, that have uh, allowed you to to raise your kids and give that, give you the flexibility to do what you need to do to raise great families, but also be really effective leaders. Uh, but you're also very vulnerable leaders, understanding whether Sabrina, it's your needing to uh, understand how you communicate and the impact that has on people, or Leslie, how to continue to drive accountability and show your team that you're accountable and that you're setting the tone and the example for them. Uh, and, and I love the advice you gave for others just about the, the lessons that are in everything that you do, positives or negatives. And, and Leslie, how you said that, uh, you know what, it's it's everything, just about everything's worth a try. Just try it on like a shirt, like a t-shirt. I love that. Um, so I want to thank you guys. It's been such a pleasure. I really appreciate you being on the, the podcast today. Absolutely. Thank you Thanks so much, Paul. Me. This was really fun. Yeah, yeah well, we'll, ha we'll have to do a series or something. We'll do it again sometime. Yeah. Uh, but thank you. Thank you guys so much. And thanks for listening to this episode of the Growing With Purpose podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. To learn more about purpose-driven leadership, go to smallgiants.org or follow us on Twitter at smallgiantsbuzz. Until next time. Mm -hmm.